It's to Conspiracies and Beyond. Todd, Seamus, and Jedi here for today's episode. Today we'll be discussing about one of the world's mysteries. And it's all because I was talking with my friends regarding a tweet by Elon Musk saying that he thought that aliens created the pyramids. However, we first want to pay tribute to the late and great Norm MacDonald. You know, what's funny is I asked you guys who your favorite comedians were. If you asked me like a week ago, I'd probably say Bill Burr or Brian Regan. But if you wrote all a whole bunch of comedians on a piece of paper and I saw Norm's name, I would definitely pick Norm. He's so different because he's not like a Netflix special guy. He's not a movie star. He's kind of like a bit guy on all sorts of TV shows and late night. And there's definitely no one like Norm. Don't you think, Seamus? I don't, I don't really know what you're talking about. I'm, I'm right here. I'm, I'm not dead. <laughs> uh, I don't know. There's a lot of people talking about me right now. Seem to think I'm dead, but hey, I don't know. So, uh, any kind of publicity is good publicity. So, yeah, I'm dead. That's fine. Uh, so, what do you want to know about being dead, Todd? Uh, <laughs> pretty cool. Jedi, were you a Norm McDonald fan? Yeah, kind of. When I saw, was watching the SNL yeah. back in the day, he loved ripping on OJ. Lorne Michaels would say no OJ jokes tonight. He'd be like, okay. And then he would just go ahead and say, like, the most. <laughs> oh yeah, politically incorrect. Uh, I liked. Uh, I like when he was uh, at the ESPYS. Did you see that one? Oh He's... yeah, I think we actually have that one. You want to play that joke? Charles yeah. Woodson. How about that? Oh, what a season he had. Great, man. He, he became the first defensive player to win the Heisman Trophy. And congratulations, Charles. That is something that no one can ever take away from you. Unless you kill your wife and a waiter, in which case... <laughs> all bets are off. <laughs> I watched a bunch of clips like that, and that whole Espies thing, Ken Griffey Jr. like never, ever cracks a smile. Like, all the jokes he says. Oh, he yeah. was sitting right, uh, right next to him. He's all place. business. He doesn't want you to disrespect the game. It's, all, but, it's about respect yeah. the game. Norm McDonald, he would like bomb on purpose on stage just because he thought that was like, oh, yeah. that was like the bit, like right. bombing. And like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, you know who used to do that way back when was Andy Kaufman. Andy Kaufman was like the champ of that. Somebody had dared him because he had sold out uh, Madison Square Garden, and he was actually a big influence on on Norm. If you go back and and listen to some of his interviews, he was a Kaufman fan. I think everybody in that generation kind of. Thinks about Andy Kaufman just in terms of his avant-garde sort of deal. But somebody had dared him uh, to get up and just read the phone book. Just do nothing but read the phone book at Madison Square Garden until they walk out. And he did. So he just gets up there. He just starts at the A's. He just starts going all the way down. And he's doing it, you know, like a, kind of like Andy Kaufman affect and like looking around with like the crazy voice and everything. And that's all he did. So, so yeah, yeah Norm would do stuff like that. He would just be like, hey, uh, hey, uh, I notice a lot of people that are uh, drinking. You guys, you guys, you guys, uh, you guys like drinking the, drinking the crazy stuff. Yeah. 
Yeah, you having a good time? Yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't really drink as much as I used to, but uh, yeah, I just thought I'd throw that out there. It would go nowhere. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, any other comedian told that same joke, it wouldn't be funny. Just for some reason, oh, yeah. something about, like, Norm's charm. The joke is, yeah, the joke is the delivery with him. Did you hear about all his gambling stories? He's gone broke three times. Oh, yeah. No, he's a big-time degenerate gambler. That's probably why he was close with Artie. Yeah, he said, yeah, they enabled each other. He said one time to make a statement, he walked out of Atlantic City and he took $60,000 and threw it like over a bridge into the water <laughs> to feel, to feel all this. cleansed. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but um, I, I love this Carrot Top clip. We just have one more clip. This is so good when Courtney Thornsmith was a guest on Conan. And this is just how quick Norm is. Lots of making out. Oh, for God's sake. Nothing but making out. All right. It's like nine and a half weeks, but carrot top. <laughs> we were doing. Wow. I got to check out that movie. Is it called Nine and a Half Seconds? <laughs> <laughs> like he's premature ejaculated. <laughs> This is what happened. You know what happened? He said nine and a half seconds, and I'm looking at him because I know there's more. And I wait and wait, and I see the glimmer in the eye, and then bang! I thought you were going to but no. But uh, what's the movie going to be called? Really? Well, I know what it's going to be called. Yeah, what's that? If it's got Carrot Top in it, you know what a good name for it would be? What's that, Norm? Box Office Poison. <laughs> to your left is in the movie. I'm going to go see it for Courtney. <laughs> you scare everybody else away? No, I love this plan? girl. I would see any movie with this girl in it. She's a beautiful lady and, <laughs> and a talented, nice talk show guest. Okay. As evidenced by her appearance on our rival show. <laughs> All right, well, there's this two-hour season finale of Melrose Place. There's this movie coming out. Yes. Title undetermined at this point. Chairman of the board. Oh. All right. Do something with that, you freak. <laughs> I, I bet the board is spelled B-O-R-E-D. <laughs> How can you be that fast? You can like make a joke out of anything on the spot. So witty. Yeah, yeah. right. People listening, definitely uh, YouTube some Norm clips. Type in Norm OJ jokes. It's like 15 minutes of them. It's all from Weekend Update, and everyone is just brutal. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 something because we uh, we actually mentioned Norm on the show last time. Did anybody remember what the reference was? It wasn't it wasn't a flattering Norm reference. No, probably wouldn't have thrown that out if we knew his condition. But I brought up the fact that he was one of the comedians who was catching some Me Too flack because of something he said about the victims. Oh, oh yeah, and yeah, how yeah. they should just pipe down because they didn't have anything to lose in the first place. Yeah, because they didn't have they uh. They didn't have careers. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm sure he was being funny, uh, but yeah. uh, but also kind of trying to point out how absurd the movement had gotten at that point. And, uh, and he was, yeah. was on the list, but I doubt Norm gave a shit.
it's like so like Noam that didn't he didn't tell anyone like you know what I mean it's mm-hmm. like probably somehow like another bit like I'll just die and no one knows not even my family that I'm sick do you think he was like funny when he was on like chemo to the doc do you think he had he probably did he probably yeah. made chemo jokes I know probably yeah um, now we always lose the greats too soon but uh yeah I was I was watching Norm clips early I saw that Ron uh, Woodson clip and a couple I was actually saw his uh his, his debut as a 1990 on an MTV show. Yeah. MTV was doing some sort of a stand-ups, mm-hmm. um, you know, like five-minute sets or whatever, and he got out there and he was doing his kind of weird thing, and people weren't sure what to make of it, and and then they kind of caught on that, like you know, Norm is the joke, right? And he had no interest in like being a big movie star or anything like that. Not even like he hated it. Special. He hated famous people. He was a famous person reluctantly, and he fucking hated famous people. And anybody that kind of got too big for their britches, he liked to knock them down a peg. Yeah. So, yeah, we want to mention that because I think we all love Norm. We're all comedy fans. Yeah. Rest in peace, Norm. Yeah. So I think how we're going to do this is we're going to talk about pyramids each in our own way. We have a little different story between the three of us. So you want to start, Jedi? Yeah, I, I think this is good because I, I've been listening to some of the uh, listener feedback and they said, you know, everything's been great to this point. But when are you guys finally going to collaborate on pyramids? Yeah. Right. <laughs> oh, and, <laughs> the people have spoken. So here we are. If one thing, if you can say anything about us, it's that we give you what you want. So Jedi, take it away. Real quick, check us out to Conspiracy to Be On on Facebook and Instagram. I think we're still kicked off of uh, Twitter. Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. And thanks for the five-star rating and comment. Uh, Itchy Bum Bum just gave us a nice review. Oh, he's a he is a, uh, a, a he's he's a scholar and a gentleman. At Itchy Bum Bum. How do you know it's a he? I, you know, it's because I've been there. I keep a, a large economy size bucket of talks by the bed. So that's All more right. than you need to know. Jedi, I don't know what you do with that information, but I think you, I think you pivot to, yeah. to pyramids. Well, um, you know, I've always been curious about pyramids. And the one that caught my eye recently was a story about, is there a secret pyramid discovered in Antarctica? So I was like, isn't all the pyramids in Egypt? So I thought this was strange. So what do you guys think? I mean, do you know who built the pyramids? I've done a lot of research on them. It's unbelievable. They take like 20 or 30 years to make the theory about the people in Egypt. They had a pulley system and they used waterways to get it. But that's all I know. Yeah, they said that some of the people who are responsible did graffiti on the pyramids and then put their signature on it. So these gangs by, you know, what is it? Hieroglyphics? Hieroglyphics? Hieroglyphics, yes, yes. So they discovered that on the pyramids. And I don't know, there was a discussion whether 100,000 men were needed or 20,000 men were needed. I mean, some say it took 100,000 men. Others say it was just, you know, a rotating shift of 20,000 men. But it was possible for a crew of 12 to build each brick, brick by brick, by, you know, bringing it up with the strength of 12 people. So, I mean, I don't know. What do you... I feel like each stone was tons. Right. Yeah. Right. It's, so, it's, I mean... uh, it's, it's a little beyond me. I'm having a hard enough time getting a cement slab to put the... Uh... <laughs> uh, <laughs> to put my hot tub on. So I can't... I, I, I'm not up for it. If, if that's no, where this is not. going, I'm not I mean... building shit with you, Jedi. Not, definitely not a pyramid. I think even nowadays it would be like a challenge, even with all the equipment we have, like 
we could probably do it now, but I can't imagine thousands of years ago. Yeah, I mean, this pyramid in Antarctica, it was originally discovered back in the 1910 from a group of British explorers, but then it was rediscovered back in 2016. I don't understand why. (laughs) So all of a sudden it became the talk of the town, but a lot of people were thinking that, oh, there's a pyramid there and you know maybe there's some some alien life form that created it i mean all the stories i mean i don't know if you guys heard about area 122 which is the area 51 of antarctica it's located on ross island and it's not accessible to everyone and it belongs to the antarctic specially protected area mm. aspa so I don't know what's going on with that. I mean, according to the Flat Earth guy, I, mean, <laughs> I, I knew he was going to be brought up with Antarctica. <laughs> There's a lot of military activity in Antarctica, so I don't know. I mean, is this all related? You know? Are they like Eskimos with guns? I have no idea. I have no clue. Nobody's ever seen is them. This, I mean... Is this like on the island of misfit toys? <laughs> For uh, misfit how, girls and misfit boys. How, how big is this pyramid, you know? 1,265 meters high. What? That's probably six or seven times higher than the pyramid in Giza. Is it really that tall? 1,260. Well, it, a lot of it is buried. You only can see the tip of it. Yeah. And so you, you see the tip of the pyramid, and you, you can't tell what's underneath because it's oh. all snow. So, mm-hmm. But that's what this article is saying, you know? Yeah, that, it reminds me of a funny, uh, funny story. Actually, I was, I was meant to tell you, I was in, I was in Antarctica uh, last year, and I was like, hey, I think that's a pyramid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so yeah, I think it kind of ties in nice. The uh, pyramid and under the snow, I was like, that's weird, you know? Yeah, I, know. Yeah, I just thought I'd throw that in there. <laughs> that's like- Thanks, Norm. <laughs> That's like three quarters of a mile tall, basically. I mean, but like you said, you don't know what's underneath it. Right. I don't even know how they measured it. I mean, you know, it's like, what are they basing it on? Mm. What do you you think they were doing with a pyramid in Antarctica? Exactly. First of all, how how old is it? How long ago? Well, what's the conspiracy? I'm not not on board yet, Jedi. What's the plan? What are we doing? (laughs) Who created this pyramid in Antarctica? Is it a Santa Claus? Is it a fake pyramid? I mean, is it just Mm. Mother Nature? It's those pyramid kids fucking with you again, (laughs) making pyramids. So that you'll ask these questions and, and so wait, start a podcast. Is this the one that Elon Musk was talking about? No, I think he was just tweeting out a general statement saying that he thought that aliens built the pyramids and everybody was jumping on it. And he was even invited to Egypt because people in Egypt were saying, you know, it's the Egyptians who built the pyramids, not aliens. So they yeah. invited so, so just to recap. In real life, there is a multi-billionaire who believes in pyramid-building aliens <laughs> who is actively sending celebrities and their friends to the moon. Well, all right, so we got we get a little picture here. We'll post this on social media. Yes. What, what exactly? So that's the pyramid, and it's just snow around it. Right, exactly. Oh, yeah, you know, that's, that's, that's definitely where I was walking. I, I was like, hey, is, you see what I'm seeing? Uh, it looks like a, looks like a pyramid. Uh, goddamn. God damn if it wasn't a pyramid, right? 
You know what's funny is Elon Musk just said like a month ago on Joe Rogan that he doesn't believe his aliens, and now he's saying aliens might have done this. Well, this was this was an old tweet. I oh, just recently okay. saw it, but I just was it just started making me think. You know, okay, who did who built the pyramids? I mean, don't you ever wonder stuff like that? Well, yeah, because <laughs> people don't live in Antarctica. You know what I mean? Maybe like right. a few, few people mm. that are studying it. People don't generally live there. So I'm not doesn't... seeing a full pyramid here. Is it? Is this really a full pyramid under there? It's a really in Antarctica. Has any well, like, different what... angles? It looks like a pyramid. I mean, and it mm. was weird because the people who discovered it, you know, they wanted to keep it a secret. They they found it by accident. So Captain Robert Falcon Scott back in Antarctica. He just didn't want it to be known for some reason. <laughs> I don't, oh, I don't know wow, why. That. <laughs> why does we are, uh, yeah. we're, we're looking at an alien pyramid with <laughs> a UFO hovering above it? I, I don't believe the whole like. Er, why does everything have to be a secret? <laughs> exactly. We, we can't so that we can have a podcast, Todd. Yeah. Right. Hey, conspiracies um, sell. Go- Joe, can you pull up the pyramid on Mars since we just mentioned it? Because that's kind of. I was going to do my pyramid topic on that, that but there wasn't too much to it but i don't know if someone built this if someone was somehow on mars or if it's wind created this mm. it's uh yeah de- yeah definitely pull that up it's kind of interesting it, it's probably just from back when they made total recall they probably just left it up there on mars <laughs> and is this a real picture because you know the flat earth guy said they faked a lot of photos yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. did so cgi this is real yeah, I don't. I don't know. That is. Oh yeah, that's that's the that's one. On Mars. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with bullshnoggies on that one. I mean, I'm I'm calling a I'm calling a foul on whoever generated this Mars Martian picture of a pyramid. Not only that, they said this pyramid on Mars is the size of like a a car. So that could just mm-hmm. be like some rocks against each other or dirt. We'll post that too. It's just those Martian teenagers playing a prank on us, I think. Jedi, what's your take on it? Well, according to other articles, they said it was Mother Nature, actually. Really? It's not really a pyramid, but there's such... People want to believe in pyramids and aliens (laughs) for some reason, but it turns out that they said that it's a natural phenomenon, this particular one in Antarctica. Yeah, but the pyramid in in Antarctica, you're saying it's a natural phenomenon? Right. Yeah. So it, it's just it's just rocks that happen Free, to shake saw, erosion, mm. you know, just I continuously see. over time. Yeah. Has anybody got up close and looked at the size to see if there's like inscriptions or anything? I don't know if I mean the British expedition, they died on their way back. So I don't know if anybody else made it. Are <laughs> you guys thinking them. are you guys thinking what I'm thinking? Road trip. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> Joe, <laughs> get the sled ready, buddy. <laughs> no, no, I've only seen snow like three times. Get the jingle bells and the dogs <laughs> yeah. ready, buddy. We're going. I wouldn't mind doing a show one day on Antarctica. I think it's kind of interesting. Oh, oh I thought you, you were going to say in Antarctica. Oh yeah, and, Is yeah, that and Antarctica, the emperor pe- penguin. Oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, right. 
you know, this show needs to be more vanilla. The last two shows were kind of like lessons in perversion. So I, I just want to talk about penguins. <laughs> <laughs> we, we were less perverted the last two shows. Is that what you're saying? And you want us to, are you, is that a challenge? <laughs> I think we need to be more vanilla a little bit, you know, once in a while. <laughs> I mean, look at my face. It doesn't get much more vanilla than that. <laughs> I don't think we should do a um, a show in Antarctica, but I think we should do a show on the next, the place that I'm going to talk about right now. So do you All guys right, know Todd. there's a pyramid in Memphis? I didn't know that, Todd, no. no. When I was thinking about pyramid things come up with, I was thinking... Didn't the Memphis Tigers with Anthony Hardaway, I was pretty sure they played in a pyramid, which they did. The Memphis Pyramid was built on November 9th, 1991. Joe, have you a picture of the Memphis Pyramid? Yes. So that's an actual pyramid, and there's an arena inside of there. It's kind of cool. Now, there's a Memphis Pyramid in Egypt, so they kind of like called it the Memphis Pyramid and built it in Memphis because of that. You see that little uh, blue apex at the very, very top? Yes. Yeah. So... Up on top of there, about two weeks before they opened the arena, someone went up there and they got a box out of there. Someone planted a box and they opened up the box and inside of it was a crystal skull. And it ended up being like the curse of the Bambino when the skull was uncovered. Basically, this was supposed to be the biggest thing in Memphis. Like this arena was going to just, everyone would be going to the city. They had Penny Hardaway played there, uh, Michael Jordan, Kobe. The biggest thing that's ever happened in Memphis was the, Tyson Lennox Lewis fight there in 2002. But after the guy opened up the box, like they had floods in there, a stagehand fell and died, all sorts of weird things. There was shootings and uh, the arena was losing money. And Alex Jones ended up being like the voice of this place. We have that clip. The voice of reason, Alex Jones. Yeah. We'll shed some light on this. A crystal skull was discovered and subsequently removed from the tip top of the pyramid about a month after it opened in November 1991. No one would go there anymore because of deaths and flooding and electrical problems and everything else you can imagine. The Devil Palace, as Jones calls it, stayed in use throughout most of 2005, but was used less and less after FedEx Forum opened in 2004. Home court for the NBA's Memphis Grizzlies. You failed. Your devil worship fails. The hillbillies, the country boy can't survive. The John Deere hat wins. You lose. We win. Your little devil palace is falling down. <laughs> Alex Jones. Do you know how crazy Alex Jones is? Yeah. Seriousness. Have you ever heard just how crazy he is? They had people that went to high school with him talk on, on some show just to describe what he was like, like as a teenager. He was so scary. He had no friends. He was violent. He would punch like just random things like a locker or the wall. He would say that he was possessed. He would start biting parts of himself to make himself bleed. He had like his tongue uh, like dyed black and said he was uh, the devil. He went around talking in tongues like the guy likes attention. Let's yeah. just well, even well, like, more than me. That, how much of that is an act? It's like wrestling, you know, about 99 percent of it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, hey, yeah, I mean, well, you know, when he went to when he yeah. was on trial for the for the things he was saying about Sandy Hook, his defense was nobody would take anything I say seriously. Right. I'm a performer. <laughs> so, That's you know, what you say. He said he was a performer. Exactly right. And he is. Right. 
Quite a showman. Well, I was going to say, yeah, it's basically a showman, and he's probably a multimillionaire because of it. But he doesn't have Itchy Bum Bum as a follower, I will say. So we've got him there. Um, You know, he's he's definitely got a following a little bit deeper than to conspiracies and beyond but we're, right. we're, we're chipping away one itchy bum bum at a time so I, I wouldn't say this is anything like the curse of the bambino or the goat this is a much smaller scale but the if you live, <laughs> if you live in memphis you know about like the crystal skull conspiracy <laughs> was the skull real yeah so basically they think that the people that built the pyramid were into the occult. That's what Alex mm. Jones says. So you got to take that with a grain of salt. Basically, Everyone's in a cult if you ask Alex Jones. Yeah, right. So, and they're Democrats. <laughs> 2005 to 2015, basically nothing happened in there. They have like conventions here and there. The Memphis Grizzlies played for like a year or two before the FedEx Forum was built. And so what do you guys think is there now? Joe, you obviously know Jedi and Seamus. What is... I would say, what's like the biggest, Joe, what would you say, like a retail store that you could think of? I'm going to say, can I guess? Yeah, and then I'll let Jen, I guess. I'm going to say a Chipotle. No. (laughs) No? You you could buy like, you could buy like uh, fishing equipment there. Fishing, hunting. Oh, Bass Pro Shop. Joe, you want to bring the picture up? I think it's such a strange thing to be in the pyramid, but this thing is like an amusement park. They have 535,000 square feet. They have 100-foot-tall cypress trees in the middle of the place, 600,000 gallons of water where they have fish tanks. They have a 103-room hotel, spa, bowling alley, shooting range, fitness center. Joe, bring up that restaurant, the Mississippi Terrace with the fire pits outside. Yeah, it looks really cool. I mean, I think it's a this would be a cool place to go to, even though I'm not into any of the things that Bass Pro Shops sell. And I have the Uncle Buck restaurant. Yeah, they really made the most of a cursed pyramid. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say, they didn't let any inch of that go to waste. But I just thought it was kind of interesting that there's a uh, – I have a friend that lives in Tennessee. I just messaged her before the show. I said, have you been by it? Have you been to that place? She said she drove by it. The picture that that we first pulled up in the dark when it's all lit up is really cool looking. They said, though, when this stadium was built, it was like an unbelievable home court advantage. When Penny Hardaway was playing there, just like the echoes and stuff that would like bounce off the top of the pyramid and come back down. They said it was like just crazy energy. Yeah. I don't know if the Orlando Magic can blame this pyramid for Nick Anderson's missed free throws, but yeah. uh, <laughs> it's a theory. I'm sure yeah. Nick would embrace it. Uh, it's uh, it's 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 great that they didn't waste a pyramid in the middle of uh, where where is this Memphis? Memphis. Yeah, Memphis. You know they needed a pyramid. I know that, and uh, they got it. <laughs> and, and and now that they've got the pyramid that really completes. Memphis. It's uh, it's it's nice to know that we put a Bass Pro Shop in it. When I was looking at like the bad things that happened, it was like the guy. They think a guy died. There was shootings. Lost money, and then they had another another bullet point. It said the Luxor was built in Vegas, and it was eighteen feet taller. Like that's like some like huge detriment. Is that why I lost money when I went to Vegas because of that <laughs> Luxor pyramid? I knew there was a reason. And it wasn't just because seven comes up more than any other number on a pair of dice. 
that's an interesting pyramid that I think we should definitely uh, make a road trip to. Yeah, um, and speaking of the seven on, on most popular on a, on dice, I was listening to Norm's story today. He put a hundred dollars down at Atlantic City on craps. The guy rolls and he rolls a seven or whatever. He wins, and the pit boss says, "Would you like to press?" And Norm didn't know what to say, so he just said, "What do you think?" And he turned the hundred dollars into a hundred grand. He said it was the most unbelievable run. He had a hundred dollars, and he had like a hundred and ten grand at the end. He was telling Larry King, and that's what got him hooked. That's the thing with gambling. Like if you never win to begin with, you're never going to be hooked. But most people get that early first win. And even Norm said he goes, "When I had the hundred and ten thousand dollar win, he goes, the days of me putting twenty five dollars on a hand of blackjack were over. Like you can't mm. go back. Like right. you like that with crypto." Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jedi, are you going down the crypto uh, rabbit hole? Yeah, oh, well, I'm there. Yeah. Meet me at the bottom if you can find it. Yeah. Are, you, are you afraid maybe you're buying high? No, I'm not. No, you're not. Is it? Is it still going up? That's still a thing. I'm willing to wait. That's the thing. I'm, I have patience. Uh, I'm not uh, this buy and sell, buy and sell. Yeah. Jedi, I will try to message that expert again that I was talking to. But the thing All with right. crypto, don't you think if you had millions of dollars, you you know when it's low, like that file coin right. was fifty bucks. I'm like, this right. is so guaranteed. And then it was up to one seventeen, like two days later, and then it right. dropped down to the eight. It's in the eighties now. Oh man, and it now just feels so good because you know what it is. It's yeah. like you're sitting down, and it's like. This is how Bezos must feel like, or Elon Musk. Yeah. You just make money out of nothing. I know. <laughs> I know. I mean, the concept of cryptocurrency couldn't sound flimsier. Yeah. I mean, it's you know, not- you're literally selling an idea. It's nothing backed by the government in any way. It's not supported by gold. It's not something that's been in existence before. Nobody's really recognized it up to this point. It's It almost feels like baseball cards, you know? Yeah. Like in the 90s, <laughs> we decided that the Ken Griffey Jr. rookie card was worth a shit ton of money, but only because we said so. Yeah, Intrinsically, right. it had no value, yeah, but exactly. we said it had value. Yeah, so but- I... I just feel like eventually we're going to go, wait a minute, what is this again? Oh, yes. that's nothing. And then it just goes to zero. Uh, so, Jedi, say, like, you you have Ether, right? Yes. Ethereum. So, like, when it was, like, $4,000 and it went down yes. to, like, 1800 like, yes. it's it's 100% that it's going back up. It's, like, 4000 right. again. Right. See, it's we're so, here. <laughs> yeah, like, you can tell. It's, it's the weirdest thing. <laughs> Well, because, Seamus, a lot of investors and banks are getting in on it. They're, they're like, ta- in talks about, you know, changing whatever, their financial things. And so that tells me that it's going to be more and more widespread. I mean, other countries are using it more. And so it's, like, to me, it's a no-brainer. I mean, yeah. I'm not putting thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in it, you know? I'll tell you something. I won a poker tournament years ago, back in the early 2000s, and I won uh, just just under 40 grand. (gasps) And and you can only, yeah, and you can only take 5,000 off uh, at a time. And the option, (laughs) I did. No, I got got every dime of it off. I did. Wow. Um, But when I first won, they offered, would you like the whole payout in um, Bitcoin? 
Oh, stop it. You have like $10 billion right now. I would have... I would have fucking ten billion dollars, Todd. No joke. Like I would have, I would be at the dinner table with Jeff Bezos right now. Right. No, that's why you're mad. That's why you hate crypto. Well, what are what are the chances somebody you know that actually needs money to live is going to say, you know what, forty grand's fine, but give it to me in something make believe. Let it sit in an account where I can't access it, and I'll hope for the best. Yeah, I mean, no one could have ever thought Bitcoin <laughs> would be like it is. Yeah, oh, yeah. Although, it, it feels yeah. it feels a little bit like a Ponzi scheme, which yeah. sets up nicely to our next segment that that yeah. I have pulled together. Now, let me just set this up a little bit. Now, we do a show about conspiracies, and a lot of people, you know, they hear the word conspiracy and they think, you know, that's for you know uh, people that uh, are missing uh, their scruples. And, and and don't really uh, you know think too uh, deeply into a story or, or or get swept up in fantasy or it's like some some uh, narrow-minded idea that doesn't really exist. There are conspiracies right in your face that happen in real time that we are all aware of and we just don't call it out. And I'm talking about pyramid selling or multi-level marketing. Or also called network marketing. Have you heard of this? Yes. It's it's a controversial marketing strategy for the sale of products or services where basically the revenue of the company is derived from a completely non-salaried workforce. Isn't that fun? So you don't actually have anybody on the payroll. So you're not paying for people to sell your product. But of course, you need products and you need to buy products, right? Wrong. You also get these knuckleheads to give you money on what's called an onboarding onboarding what is that? and that's so that you can buy the inventory so they're selling the products and the earnings of the participants are derived from a pyramid shaped binary compensation commission system where basically you've got 5% of the initial seller uh, is making uh, you know some commission uh, and then the secondary seller makes something and the initial seller gets 3% from that and the very first entrants get rich but then as there are more and more and more entrants it turns out basically Long story short, you start out with 12 people that all become millionaires, maybe billionaires. And then as it saturates and gets deeper and deeper into it, basically, you've got people that are either completely uh, underwater or uh, at best break even. And this has been going on since forever. I mean, there were Tupperware parties in the 50s. You know. <laughs> You've, you've seen this kind of thing where basically you got these these predators that prey on uh, suburban white women, stay-at-home moms, and give them the sense that they can be their own boss. The product sells itself. It's like a lifestyle. You're, you're feeding on the insecurities of like stay-at-home moms. Oh, you can have, you know, your own financial independence. You don't need Scott's money anymore. Well, anyway, uh, LuLaRoe is one of the more recent and, and, and mega successful pyramid schemes that continues to go on here in the U.S. They've taken a big hit since they were like huge back in 2016. But uh, they're one of these uh, multi-level marketing co- companies that sell women's clothing. It was founded by a couple of, uh, hold on to your hats, Mormons. <laughs> <laughs> who would have thought Mormons would want to start a cult? Uh, but Deanne Brady, <laughs> Deanne Brady and her husband, Mark Stidham, 
they are the uh, founders and they have, I think, seven children of their own and each one of their children have seven children of their own and so on and so forth. So their own family kind of looks like a pyramid scheme. <laughs> in fact, you could barely fit the entire family in a pyramid. And every one of them is like an initial stakeholder. And surprise, surprise, as I told you, the early entrants get rich on the pyramid scheme. Well, guess who the early entrants were on this one? All of them. Uh, yeah. Basically all of them. And one of them, uh, you might have heard of a, a, a kind of a quirky little punk band called the Aquabats. Has anybody ever heard of that? No, no. no. So the Aquabats were a punk band uh, that existed um, back in the early 2000s. And its um, lead singer, whose name I don't have in front of me, but is one of the son-in-laws of the very many uh, branches of the family tree from the LuLaRoe family, uh, started a, uh, a show you might have heard of called Yo Gabba Gabba. Anybody? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Really? Kind of, kind Am I the only one that loved Yo Gabba Gabba? Anyhow, this became a billion-dollar company. One billion dollars is what they generated in 2016. I was talking to my wife about it. She was saying when that first got big, if you wanted to get one of these shitty uh, patterned uh, yoga pants, suits, whatever the fuck, uh, you had to like get on your phone at like a certain time and like wait for it to drop, and you had to lock it in because they would be sold out in like 10 seconds. It was like the hottest thing ever. So this concept really sold itself when they began uh, marketing it on on you know major uh, social media apps like Instagram and Facebook and uh, and if you know anybody who uh, who lives in the suburbs you probably know somebody who's had what's called a pop up boutique one of these um, leggings parties where the Karen comes to your house with all of her uh, all of her friends and. And walk you through, uh, you know, do you want to wear a, uh, some yoga pants with cheeseburger patterns on it or some some pizza patterns? It's just the most horrendous looking uh, ideas you've ever seen, but that it caught on like wildfire. It's like I said, it's dying down now. Um, but basically, there are like oodles of lawsuits. State of Washington um, has filed a, a lawsuit, a couple of lawsuits, actually calling it uh, a pyramid scheme saying that they've you know misled their income claims they've they've set up shell companies to to hide their assets because you know people are coming after them you have a slightly flawed item and your customer loves that print and loves that garment then be of service to them discount the product that appropriately for whatever flaw might be there and let them have that garment okay don't just send everything back because you think it has a pinhole in it or there's a nub on the thread or some obscure little uh, insignificant flaw consultants started desperately sharing tips on how to care for the wet tissue paper like leggings that wasn't the only problem though they were also moldy but why would they be moldy well, they were left outside under a tarp because they couldn't fit in the warehouse anymore. We get stuff delivered all the time and we wouldn't have enough room in the warehouses. There would be stacks of clothes sitting outside for days. They were strictly about getting their money and that's it. 
moved into 127,000 square feet, uh, and that was in January of this year, and we've now, we're busting at the seams there. We got product in the parking lot. and This boom of sign-ups had caused Lularo to order a lot of stock that their warehouse could not deal with. The tarp, it would appear from the pictures, was not airtight, and they were left under the California sun all the way through summer. If any moisture was in the plastic packaging that the clothes were packaged in, eventually you'd end up with mold. There's also been stories about consultants receiving boxes of clothes with crystallized cat piss in them, with crystallized rat or mouse urine in them, clothes that have been faded from being out in the sun too long, and just a general terrible smell. Many consultants, including Roberta Blevins, complained of feeling ill because the mold they were breathing in from these clothes. I had heart palpitations, my chest felt tight, I couldn't breathe, I was like, what the heck? I hadn't even opened the bag yet. I brought the bags home, I opened them so I could take videos and pictures so that we would have them, so I could show you guys, so you could go, oh my gosh, I have those too, I got wet leggings too, I got stinky leggings too, oh my god, oh my god. And the whole rest of the day, I was in bed. I felt like I had the flu. Um, I had the hot and like hot and cold sweats, um, respiratory problems, coughing. Um, this like <clears throat> couldn't clear my throat. Um, my eyes were watering like crazy. Um, I felt disoriented. I couldn't remember. My husband was talking to me. And I'm like, I'm so sorry. What did you just say? It was the weirdest thing. So if you guys are having these symptoms, please, 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 please. That was for me, just looking and taking pictures of mold. Fucking gross. <laughs> Is Mark Stidham the um, the Mormon? They both are. Um, both you know, he's Mormon. yeah, he, he, he <laughs> he's got that Mormon vibe to him, right? Oh, like he's was, like he's was going one to of his seven speak. kids named Jared. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're, we're gonna have to make a Patriots reference every week, and and I was thinking people are probably getting sick of us talking about the Patriots, but we're probably gonna be bad what, for a while. But is... now I don't think we are gonna be bad after seeing Week One. I know that we didn't get the result that we wanted, but the Patriots are going to be playing small ball this year. And that's yeah. that works really well into Belichick style where they're going to control the clock. They're going to move down the field strategically, slowly, little dinks and dunks. Yeah. They're going to get ahead, hopefully by two possessions, most games, and just kill the clock. And that's the way he likes to do it. They did everything to perfection except hold on to the football. So if you're gonna if you're gonna play that style of football, you can't fucking fumble. You can't you can't have turnovers. You can't have penalties. So so that was the only reason that that game was so close. But I really liked what I saw from Mac Jones. Just to stay on this for just a half a second longer, that wasn't a fumble, by the way. And and they're even talking about it right now. Uh, if you look on ESPN, those the refs are like, yeah, maybe we fucked that one up. He was down. That oh. ball came out. He was on his back. Seamus, you know people are screaming at like their podcast right now, thinking about our tuck rule, and we can't complain about anything. Right? No. Hey, look, at I we're not about to give back any of our. Uh, I don't even know how many Lombardi trophies we are. We have we have so many Lombardi trophies. We use one just to prop the door open to the trophy room. <laughs> uh, Jedi, Jedi, what are you? Are you a Raider fan? No, I Nothing? don't really watch football. What about people like around you in your neighborhood? What is the team? I think, well, my brother is Patriots. Um, <laughs> Steelers. No, no, no. I mean, like, in your neighborhood, yeah. like, what's the team there? Like, where you live? What's everyone's team? Yeah. I don't, like, I don't know. Really? I think, yeah, I don't know. I think it's... No one's, in, no one's inviting you over for football Sunday, Jedi? What the hell's wrong with no, this? No, that's when I go to Home Depot or do my own shopping <laughs> and stuff like that. <laughs> See, this is, this is the thing. This is why you need to wear more leggings. Yeah. Oh, hell no. 
Like you would get invited. Some, some people <laughs> cannot wear yoga pants because they'll be wondering how big is that damn camel? You know? <laughs> so. Oh, come on. Jedi, you're not giving yourself enough credit. You know, Todd, Todd is going to sexually harass you now to make you feel better about yourself. Todd, take it away. I do have a question about the pyramid scheme because you must mm -hmm. make money for a little while and then does it end up like drying <coughs> stuck with all this shit? Because I know people have done it for years. Why would they be doing well, it? Well, so so until the market saturates, you the, the people that get in are gonna make money and they're gonna talk about it and they're gonna sell the idea and you're gonna hear about it. And um, you know, some people might make a little bit more than others. But as soon as the market becomes saturated with what they call them retailers or consultants pe yeah. or, or suckers is really yeah. what you should call them. Uh, assholes. When there are more assholes than there are, uh, you know, products to be sold, you're basically all selling the same thing. So, so being able to kind of separate yourself from the pack and, you know, say, oh, you know, what I have is better than what they have. It's almost impossible. So what ends up happening is everybody realizes they're in over their head and they, they just want to recoup their initial investment. So they start undercutting each other <laughs> until eventually leggings are being sold for like less than what they paid for them and they're paying for the shipping. So it, yeah, it gets totally out of control. So you know what the thing is now is the cricket. My sisters have a cricket business. Um, that and oh, Kevin there, his wife, Josh Jedi. Do you know about cricket? It's it's the printer that yeah that that cuts things a certain way, right? Oh yeah, people have all yeah. sorts of businesses like out of their house. Yeah. It's actually pretty pretty cool. I mean, that's like any scam. It pretends to be something you can trust. They pretend to be your bank. They pretend to be the IRS. Yeah. Uh, they pretend to be, you know, your your son, your your daughter. Your, you know, they feed on old people, saying that you know you did something wrong with your social security check, or you know, they they try to come off as 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 things that you know and you can trust. This actually uses people you know. Yeah. That's the thing about pyramid scheme schemes. They are hypnotizing people that you know and trust. So when somebody tells you, "Oh, I've made X amount of dollars. This is a great idea." Yeah, you'll probably jump right in with them. Right. Like selling your family insurance. That's what it sounds yeah. like, right? Jedi, yeah. Yeah. Jedi knows Etsy, but she doesn't know the local football team. <laughs> yeah. She's, she's spending her time in all the wrong areas. I can't I even. Know, right? yeah. You know who else was into a conspiracy, uh, into the multi-level marketing? Because I follow all the crime stuff. Hey, Joe, do you remember the Chris Watts? He killed Shannon. Oh, oh yeah. So like his wife, Shannon, was into something called Thrive. Can you mm -hmm. look that up? Is that is that right. a, is that the same type of thing? Same exact type of thing, yeah. Because they went on like a cruise and they were making like yep. a big deal, like they're making all this money. So it's like there must I don't know which thing Thrive is, but I know she'd wear like the Thrive stuff. I just saw it in the pictures. Yeah, and, and it ends up uh it ends up leading to uh murdering your wife yeah. and all of your children. It's what Thrive your, ends up doing. Throwing your kids in like an oil tank. That guy an oil Yeah, an oil refinery tank. That's the oh, worst man. story ever. Yeah, I know. Hmm. And there's another one out right now. Did you see that kid that returned from a trip in Florida and his like girlfriend's missing for like a few weeks? And he won't talk to the police or yeah. the parents. Yeah. I mean, I mean it's a hundred percent he did. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he probably planned it. I mean, they planned this whole trip right across America in a yeah. white van. 
Yeah, so. it's it's always the boyfriend. It's always the husband. You know, if if your wife ends up dead, you better like solve the fucking crime for the police. Right. Because if they don't get it done quick enough, they're coming for your ass. It's going to be the slammer without any without any of. Uh, uh, recourse at all. I actually saw a, 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 just just to sidetrack us a little bit more. I actually saw a really interesting story. I was telling Todd about it yesterday, just on the uh, on the topic of uh, boyfriends that kill their girlfriends and so forth, and what the uh, what the police are looking at when when something like that happens. But uh, there was actually a case where there was a missing persons report filed by this girl's dad, and uh, they did a wellness check uh, to see if she was you know at home. Uh, they knock on the door. There's no answer, but they can hear like shuffling inside. So, you know, someone's there. They're saying police, police, but they're not coming. So after like a long time, the door opens up and it's the boyfriend and he's got a black eye and he's like totally out of it. He's like, oh, and he's not making any sense. He's kind of like swaying back and forth. And they look behind him and they can see the girl is on the couch and she looks like she's sleeping. And, uh, you know, they, they say, you know, are you so-and-so? Is that so-and-so? Well, we're here on a wellness check. We need to come in. They come in, and right away, they notice this girl is dead. She's got a gunshot to the head, and, uh, and the boyfriend's there. It looks like he's got defensive wounds. He's got, a, he's got a big black eye. This is a slam dunk. Well, they take this kid downtown, you know, take the girl to the morgue, the whole thing, and they're questioning him, and he's evasive. They're asking him, you know, you know how old are you? I, I don't know. Well, where are you from? I don't know. What's the what's the you know the largest uh, the 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 most school you've achieved? I don't know. Uh, so so like I'm not gonna get anything out of him. All of a sudden he just starts volunteering information. He starts talking. You know, uh, so and so came with bows and arrows and shot us. Bows and arrows. Bows and arrows. Who shot you with bows and arrows? Um, the people from North Sentinel Island. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. The people. Yeah, the, a funny thing happened at uh, North Sentinel Island. Uh, uh, no, uh, he's talking about bows and arrows, and he shot him. Then he then he says, "Oh, it was a gun. Oh, it was a gun. Gunshot." He goes, "A gun shot you?" The cop says to him, "He goes, a BB gun? What are you talking about?" He's like, oh, "No, no, a real gun. He shot me." Yeah, where did he shoot you? He goes, "In my eye, in my head." You guys, like, if if you got shot in the eye with a real gun, you wouldn't be sitting here talking to me. So he's, like, grilling this kid for, like, two hours. You know, the kid's not making any sense back and forth. The cop leans in a little bit more and looks at this kid a little closer, and he bugs out. He's like, holy shit. This kid is telling the truth. He's got bullet holes in his fucking head. He had four bullets in his head that had penetrated his skull and was in his brain and was miraculously talking and moving around. So this whole entire time, he really was robbed. They were robbed at gunpoint. He was shot in the face four times, and they killed the girlfriend and robbed him. And the people that he mentioned were the ones who did it. They ended up catching those guys based on that tip that he told while he was half out of it with bullets all through his head. Crazy story. Wow. Oh, my gosh. What do you think of that, Joe? Damn. Stick that in your crime podcast. (laughs) (laughs) So I think maybe next week we can get back into like a true conspiracy story. I, I, it is fun doing like these little like wacky things. I like keeping it fun like that. Uh, Jedi, I think we have to get on the old uh, is Echo listening to us. Well, we know it is, but maybe we can find some examples and stuff. Oh, Echo. I've got that in my house. They know they know everything. Got that the spy. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> they know about my leggings. Yeah. They know, they know too much. 
they know they know that I drink way too much seltzer. There's a lot to lot to hide. Yeah, um, I don't know. I, I I mean the the pyramid schemes are like conspiracies, though. I mean those yeah, are, those right. are real life conspiracies that we just kind of accept. And multi level marketing is not illegal yet. It should be. Network marketing should be illegal, um, but it's not. So I mean, Bernie Madoff. That was basically a well, no, but that was with people's investments and stuff. But that wasn't was, it a pyramid scheme? That well, well, it wasn't a pyramid scheme at all. No, uh, Bernie Madoff uh, had a hedge fund. And he had investors that were giving him money and it was going nowhere. It just went into his pocket. Kind of like how the stock market really works in real life. Uh, people oh, give money. <laughs> people give money into the city <laughs> with a fucking idea that they could cash out. Hey, America, cash out. Go ahead. Everybody do it right now. Everybody cash out your 401k and find out the big mystery that you don't know, which is that they don't actually have the cash, dickhead. Nobody has that money. That didn't actually go anywhere. Your your investments aren't really worth all of that. If we all call at the same time, we can't all call at the same time. And that's what ended up happening. We um, 2008 happened and people fell on hard times and we're like, all right, well, I want to pull out, you know, and it was like, well, surprise, there's no money. Oh, no, I'm sorry. That was a that was Ponzi scheme. That's a Ponzi scheme, yeah. my guy. But but the thing with Bernie Madoff, like if you're gonna give someone money, give him a little bit. People are like, okay, here's fifty million dollars. Like, why would you give him like so much money? Like all the money you have. Well, because they were rich people that thought that this guy was somebody. Because you know he's somebody that people were talking about in these very exclusive circles in Wall Street and wherever else that you know the elite spend their time and he was just a trusted guy again trust once you gain somebody's trust you can completely take their pants off and it's all over and take all their money on everything that they're worth uh and just clean their clock and that's what he did <clears throat> that's what he did and and uh and now he's uh he's doing time he's dead right he's he's with norm isn't he oh yeah yeah, yeah i'm right here with uh bernie madoff i was gonna say he's uh, he's, he's not doing time he's, uh, he's up here in the sky How's how's Eric the Midget doing? Yeah, yeah, he's uh he's he's still trying to go to the bunny ranch. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a horny little devil. Yeah. Uh, anyway, I, I gotta get back to uh, being dead. Uh, it is so strange to think Norm McDonald isn't with us anymore. Yeah, it sucks that we lost Norm. It sucks that we lost Chris Farley. When I lost Chris Farley, it felt like a like a family member died. It can really hurt you when you somebody you don't realize what they mean to you until they're gone, and you like don't even know them personally. Oh, I but love Tommy Boy. Yeah, yeah. It's one of my favorite movies. The best, actually, right? Yeah. Yeah. I actually kind of can't think of any celebrity that would hit me more than Norm just did. Like, I just can't think of anyone. It's well, then I'm very sorry for your loss. Yes. <laughs> something, something about him. Um, <laughs> yeah. So um, It should have been you, Seamus. <laughs> and you know what's kind of crazy? Artie outlives another one. It's unreal. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was a funny thing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that 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 asshole. He's he's still kicking. He's still hanging out with Bob Levy and doing ha ha's. He's not. He's, you know, he's not doing anything right now, right? No, he's sober, right? That's his yeah. thing. They like, white knuckles every day. Yeah, try not to uh, to get high. He didn't get his nose fixed so that he can't do coke. Yeah, you know that his nose looks like a deflated balloon. Have you yeah. seen this guy? All right. Oh, real quick, just a side note. I was thinking about taking my daughter to. Uh, do you guys know who Dude Perfect is? The, yeah. The, no, my this is what my kids spend all their time doing. They don't watch any like mainstream yeah. shows. They watch YouTube, and he's yeah. like, so, 
Jedi, yeah. dude, perf- dude, perfect. These guys do like trick shots, like just like ridiculous things. Like, I don't know, a guy will be walk, one of them will be walking downstairs, and the guy will throw a backpack and it will like land perfectly around his shoulders. But you know, they take like a hundred takes, you know right. what I mean? Right, They'll right. throw like a pen and it will land perfectly in a cup. So, but what I was thinking, uh, Seamus, was imagine getting tickets to the show when it ends up being like the, um, what are those guys? <laughs> the four guys there? Oh, yeah. It's going to be like the Impractical Jokers. Yeah, yeah. You're... It sounds good on paper. That's a, Yeah. So I went and saw the Impractical Jokers. And you think that, oh, this is going to be fun. You know, I'm, I'm envisioning what their show might be. Like, they're going to incorporate the audience. <laughs> they're going to do pranks. They're probably doing pranks right now and filming it. And they're going to show it. And we're going to see people that we've seen walk in. Maybe it right. happened to us. Whatever. You know, th- you're thinking all this, like, like all this work they're going to do. No. Four guys, they just get on on stage. They're not funny. They talk about how they have a show. Then they show the show. Uh, it was just, it was the worst, the absolute worst show. It wasn't even a comedy show. I, I was, it was the only time I ever was tempted to get up and walk out of a comedy <laughs> show, which I never would do because yeah, it's like yeah. so disrespectful to, a, to somebody who's putting themselves yeah. out there. But they weren't putting themselves out there. They're just like, hey, it's us from TV. All right. Well, I got a golf tournament tomorrow. It's getting kind of late. Jed, I know it's only eight o'clock over there, but, uh, you guys have anything else? I mean, rate us again. Rate us on Apple Podcasts, and we can talk about you like we did with Itchy Bum Bum. Yeah, I mean, we want to hear more from you, uh, especially if you've got. I don't think you're gonna have a name that tops Itchy Bum Bum, uh, but we will give you a shout. Oh yeah. man, who is Itchy Bum? I don't know. But Itchy Bum Bum, if you want to send <laughs> us a message on to conspiracy to be on at gmail.com or on social media, help us out with the show topic. We'll uh, we'll work with you. I think that'd be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about uh, you know rectal discomfort, whatever it is that you want to hear about. <laughs> um, we're here for you. I mean, we definitely knocked it out of the park with pyramids, and so that's out of the way. So no more pyramid emails. <laughs> I just want to say. We've already checked the box. We're moving on. Speaking of rectal discomfort, I just heard the colonoscopy. The colonoscopy went from what fifty to forty-five. I just heard. So, Joe, you want to get together next week and go hold hands? Oh my gosh! (laughs) That would be a great show if we could broadcast from the uh, from the procedure. You got the vacuum (laughs) up your ass. I am so queasy. I can't imagine having that done. Yikes. You haven't had that done yet? No. no. None of you? I mean, I practice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Joe, thanks for doing this again with us on yeah, a Thursday I... night late. What, what, um, what happened with the Giants game, you know? Giants are up with about four minutes to go. They're up six. All right. Yeah, um... Check out the end of the game. So check us on social media. I think that about does it. Yeah. I mean, if you follow Seamus Ignoramus on Twitter, then he gave out Giants plus three and a half. I'm just saying. Ooh. Ooh. I'm just saying. I'm just saying he's he's positive ten units over the last seven days. That shame is so you know, hot as fish grease, ride the hot hand. Oh, um, I got one last thing. They asked mm. Norm what is what he bets on, and he said he tried to handicap baseball. It reminded me of you. He said he yeah, went, I, he said he went he said he went to make a bet and he saw some guy dressed up in like a tuxedo with this big suitcase and the guy <laughs> opened up the suitcase and he took out seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars and he betted on a boxing match. So Norm's like, Why am I handicapping baseball? This guy knows what he's doing. Norm says he makes the bet. 
25 seconds into the fight, his guy gets knocked out. Norm, <laughs> Norm, Norm goes up to the betting window. He goes, how did, how did I lose that? Doesn't that mafia guy know what he's doing? They go, Mafia guy, that's long shot Louie. <laughs> like, ch- check out Norm's Norm's clips on YouTube because it just like there's so many jokes like that. It's just so smart and funny. <laughs> long shot Louie. Oh god. Yeah. It'd be nice to know he had a it'd be nice to know he had a nickname like long shot before I made bets. All that's right, hilarious. So- We'll see you guys next week, Jedi. You want to send us off? Well, Marks, the end is here. Thank you for turning in and um, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Thank you.